Welcome to the Sports Id Week 5 preview. I am Drew. I'm Daniel. And uh, let's see, the Packers are 16 seconds away from massacring the Vikings. Um, yeah. This is I'm Week so 5. Glad. This is Week I'm 5, so and I'm loving how it started so far. I'm glad how you made me made us wait <laughs> the podcast after this game because it's so imperative that we recap this travesty. Weren't you scared last time we talked? About you, you know what? I was. I was. I was frightened. But if you remember, I said if Christian Ponder's starting, I'm not scared. He's awful. Oh, he's yeah, awful. And oh, the only reason I was scared of Bridgewater is because I don't like he, he's an unknown, you know. But uh, unless he was playing in the secondary, he wouldn't have mattered this game. <laughs> Boy, did I did I wipe my brow in relief, big old whew, when I found out he was. Uh, Sidelined with the ankle, and Christian Ponder was in. I thought, all right, this is this is going to be a good one to watch. And boy, was so I right! If you're a Packer fan, so you were happy that someone got hurt. That's uh... no, because he he was hurt before. I'm happy that they decided to keep him off the field. Oh, safety! I, I understand it. Player safety is a exactly, big exactly. Yeah. I don't want Teddy Bridgewater to get injured because he might be fun to watch one day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. This is the Sports Id. Uh, you can check us out at thesportsid.net and on facebook.com slash thesportsid. You can email us at thesportsid at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at thesportsid. The music at the beginning and end of every episode is from Matthew Manninen of The Underground West. And you can check out more of The Underground West at theundergroundwest.bandcamp.com and on facebook.com slash undergroundwest. So, uh, we can we can preview all the Sunday games and the Monday game, and as we go, we are going to make our picks. So, Let's Danny, just close the door on this Packers-Viking game real quick. Okay, so right now, oh, yep, just ended. So, 42-10, uh, things you need to know. Um, the did Vikings really are bad. Do we really have to wait for the final? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the final. It's the final oh. right now. So, okay. yeah, um, things you need to know. Uh, the Vikings are bad. Uh, their secondary, except for Xavier Rhodes, is pretty bad. But he, I think, did he come back in? Because he had an injury at one point. I didn't notice if he came back in. Let me tell you something. When this game was 28 nothing, I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, like I said, final 42-10, not even that close. Like, trust me, it was just, if you're a Packer fan, watch this game. If you're a Viking fan, uh, just skip that step and just go straight to drinking and crying. And just go for next week. Who do they play next week? I know uh, we usually look ahead, but I'm kind of uh, interested. Uh, the Vikings, if you give me a second to pull this up, play uh, the Lions. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. In Minnesota. Uh-oh. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, probably uh-oh, but we'll see. It's okay. They got some uh, They got some rebound games after that. They've got the Bills, the Bucks, and the Redskins. So Maybe, <laughs> maybe Kyle Orton will make their secondary look halfway decent. And if they he doesn't, get... and if he doesn't, Mike Glennon will. So I just didn't. Think, I I, mean, I thought they were going to get beat and blown out, no matter who started quarterback. But I didn't think it'd be that easy. 
Yeah. Harrison Smith is still trying to find Jordy Nelson on that move, by the way. <laughs> that was nasty. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Enough Packer talk for this game, uh, or for this week. We can start with our Sunday previews. So first up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. Oh, what can you say about the Falcons we haven't said already? They're on the road. Have we They're mentioned how awful their defense is? I don't think we've mentioned that every week. Um, no, let's, <laughs> let's bring it up this time. It's in my notes. Yeah. Specifically talk about it this week. Uh, no, they're, not only their defense is bad, but the offense isn't as potent on the road. They play a good giant secondary. Uh, DeMar- DeMarco. I'm thinking about the Cowboys. Uh, Dominique <laughs> Rogers cromartie matched up against Julio Jones. It's going to be a fun uh, one to take a look at. Uh, Roddy White, Prince Akimura. This is going to be a fun game. Um, I just don't like the Falcons on the road taking the Giants. Some go 20, no, 31, 21. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants in this one too. Um, they've they've kind of come back. They're not the, the two-win team we thought they were going to be. I don't think they're going to lose out the rest of the season. So I think the struggling Falcons, especially on the road, perfect perfect target for them. Next up, we've got the Buffalo Bills at the Detroit Lions. I hate the Giants. I, I just hate them so much. Well, yeah. Bills at Lions. Yep. Uh, it's a rough game for Kyle Orton to make his first start. Uh, the, the, the Detroit Lions front four is pro, excuse me, finally playing up to the level that uh, they've been hyped to the last few seasons. So good, in fact, that the secondary problems that we all predicted prior to the year have not come to fruition. Uh, the Bills' defense is pretty good. They stopped the run, but I just can't see them on the road with Kyle Orton being the Lions. But this is the NFL. Who the hell knows? Didn't see the Bucks beating the Steelers last week. Uh, I do think Calvin Johnson's going to have his way just because I just traded for him. So <laughs> so that's real analysis. Yeah, through you yelled, me. You yelled at me yep. for the fantasy stuff. Well, you know, we got it's only two of us now, and uh, <laughs> we can't bring up fantasy things. There's just two people. We can just, you know, keep when three people are crying about their fantasy team, and it's just sad. But uh, I like the lines in this game. Uh, I do think the Bills' offense will look better than they've had the last few weeks, just because Sammy Watkins has already talked about how the ball's coming out faster. And by the way, I told you on our preview, excuse me, our Week Four review, that he was visibly upset in that game, and you could see it. And uh, I just found it interesting that in the media he also made a comment about Kyle Orton getting the ball faster than uh, EJ Manuel. So that just shows to me there might have been some locker room dissension that we don't know about. Um, I'm going to take the Lions here. Uh, I just like them a lot better. I think their defense is pretty good. The Bills' defense is pretty all right too, but uh, boy, do I have no faith in Kyle Orton. I mean, I guess he's got to be a step up from EJ Manuel, but uh, I'm going to take the Lions in this one. Yeah, he's professional, man. There's no, there's no way he can be as inaccurate and undecisive as EJ Manuel has been the last five weeks in his entire career. So. All right, so then we can move on to the Chicago Bears at the Carolina Panthers. I have no idea who's going to win this game. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I picked the Bears just because they're a bit healthier. I'm we as the weeks go on. I'm losing faith in the Panther defense. They can't cover anyone. Uh, playing Alshon Jeffrey and Brendan Marshall and Marcellus Bennett generally is not the uh, 
the remedy for a bad pass defense. But there's also Jay Cutler, so he can be a remedy for a bad pass defense. So <laughs> uh, Panthers haven't been able to run the ball the whole season. They've been relying on Air Cam, and they haven't been successful so far. Uh, I don't know. I'm going Bears. When the push comes to shove, I'm just going to take the talent and the healthier team. Yeah, I'd really, I'd really like um, the Panthers to win this one, but with Ooh. that empty backfield and I don't know, just the way they've been struggling lately, uh, defensively, like you mentioned. I don't know. I've kind of gone back and forth on this one, but uh, I think instead of taking the home team when I'm unsure, uh, like you, I will take the the healthier team with uh, Jay Butler on it. Hopefully, he doesn't serve up too many ints in this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears. I got it now. Jay Butler. You text me Jay yep. Butler. I was like, who the hell is Jay Butler? That yeah. means Butler. Was, and then you said it in a sentence, and it makes sense. <laughs> I was so proud of that joke. I was, <laughs> the last week, watching that game, I, like, I'm sitting on the couch alone, like, Alyssa's not even here, and I'm watching oh. that game, like, and I, sh- I shouted at the TV, like, oh, Jay Butler serving up another INT, and then I looked to my left, and I looked to my right, and I'm like, fuck, nobody heard that. So I texted it to both you and Ian. And I got no response, so, uh... I finished. I my- the I the- <laughs> now that I know the joke, I find it hilarious. I, I just laugh for you, bud. So, oh, that reminds me. I had a moment like that during this game. Uh, I was trying to explain to Alyssa how bad uh, Christian Ponder was, and I said he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn unless it was wearing the other team's jersey. Too soon, bro. Oh, come on. That's a Too good soon. one. That's a good one. It is, but <laughs> Christian Ponder's family could be listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're both taking the Bears there, and. Uh, Let's move along to the Cleveland Browns at the Tennessee Titans. My Browns, our <laughs> Browns, your Browns uh, come off a bye week. I really like this team. I enjoy watching their games. I never thought I would say that about the Browns ever. Yeah. Uh, they're fun. They've had a chance to study the terrible Titans for two weeks. Uh, I don't know about Jake Locker's status. I don't think it really matters anymore anyway. Uh, he's slowly packing his way out of town. Uh, he'll be holding the clipboard somewhere, maybe New England next season. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> Titans just they they just look confused and and like a team in transition. Uh, they'll probably have a run in them. Usually at home, I would take them against the Browns, but I got a good feeling about uh, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Pretton. I've said before they're really well coached. The immortal Ben Tate comes back. And, uh, hey, hey, watch your tone. Oof. Uh, the Browns really can't stop the run so far this year. I, I don't think the Titans can take advantage of that with Bishop Stinky and Sean two yards a game, two yards a carry green. So I'm going Browns. Um, let me, I'll give a score. 20-17. Um, I like the Browns a lot. They've been doing pretty well this season coming off a, a bye. I know they the, the wins don't really say they've been doing pretty well, but they've got a, a pretty legit defense. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I like Andrew Hawkins. If he could just catch a touchdown, that would be great for my fantasy team. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I, I just like the Browns talent-wise better than the Titans right now. And I'm kind of hoping this is one of the games I get this Sunday. Um, like you said, I never thought I'd be excited to watch the Browns, but I, w- I, w- I would like to see the Browns massacre the Titans. We live in a crazy world where Brian Hoyer is a significant upgrade over Jay Locker at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. That's how bad he's been. I mean, he was so good week one, but it feels like eons ago. 
All right, so next up, we've got the Texans at the Cowboys. I want everyone to listen closely here. Turn your radio up just a little bit louder. As I talk about my team, your team, our team, America's team. Welcome back, Reverend Daniel. Dallas, I told you last week, it's going to the NFC Championship game. I think J.J. Watt, in all his greatness, all his reverence, may disrupt us a little bit, but nothing can stop the unstoppable force that is the Dallas Cowboys and Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray oh, and the wow. offensive line. Wow. I see Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hold on. I see him throwing not one, not two, but three interceptions. Aaron Foster won't be fully recovered from his hamstring injury. Being a score, 34-10 Dallas. Wow. Um, I'm taking the Texans in this one. Um, I know I know it's in mm-hmm. Dallas. This is the battle of the, the two Texas teams. Um, There's only one Texas team, Drew. Come on, come on. Geographically, there's two. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Texans less. Um, I think J.J. Watt should just play every position for the Texans. He probably should play tight end. Just play both sides of the ball. Um, No, uh, really here, I just, I don't know, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys. Especially after hearing you talk about them, it just, just, I don't know, it just irks me. This is more of like a a Ian picking Oakland thing, kind of a gut feeling, Uh, but I'm going to take the Texans. So... You just hate me. That's what it is. It's okay. It's not you. It's it's Dallas, which I hate your love for Dallas. I don't hate you, Daniel. Thank you. I'm I'm a, sens- I'm a sensitive soul. I do hope Tony Romo throws six touchdowns in a loss, though. That would be great, because uh, I just traded for him in a league where I had Drew Stanton as my starting quarterback. I don't even want to know the, the things you had to do to get to <laughs> When Drew Stanton is your quarterback. Uh, I had to trade away Demarius Thomas and Chris Ivory and Drew Stanton to get Tony Romo, Darren Sproles, and James Jones. Are you in a PPR league? Yes. It is a two-quarterback PPR league, um, 12 teams, but most people have at least three quarterbacks on their roster, except me. So. Well, you get over King's Ransom to get Tony Romo, but... Uh, yeah. Well, Demarius Thomas has been underperforming, and I own him on like four of my six teams this year. I was ready to give up on him in at least one. So, tell your dad to stop being stingy and give up Demarius. <laughs> All right, enough enough fantasy talk. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens at the Indianapolis Colts. I'm shocked at the Colts' love right now. I am. Just, I'm. I know they're at home. It's all for luck, man. They came off 40 point wins against the. Titans and the Jaguars. Everyone slowed down a little bit. Like this team lost to Philly at home. They lost to the Broncos on the road. I mean, I know those teams are combined five and two, but there's still a little bit of a difference between the top teams and the Colts. I I do not like the Ravens. I'm anti-Raven. I'm anti-Flacco. Uh, I don't like Harbaugh. I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> but. They look good, man. They look really, really good. That offensive line doesn't matter who's out there right now. They are mauling people. Uh, there, anyone who gets the ball in the backfield is getting five yards of pop, seemingly. I think there's a 
And defensively, I mean, they got Suggs and Dumerville causing havoc off the off the ends, and I think that's going to give Andrew Luck a lot of issues this week. Uh, he'll find plays because that's what he does. I do not think Trent Richardson will be involved anyway significantly in the offense because this is actually a decent defense, and God knows he can't do well against bad defenses. So that being said, I just have a hard time seeing the Colts able to move the ball well enough to keep up with Baltimore. Uh, I don't think the Colts – Defensive line will get anywhere near Joe Flacco. So I, I, I like the Colts, I mean, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens pretty comfortably in this game. I'm going to say 27 13 on the road. I don't know. I do not see an Andrew Luck led team only scoring 13 points. I know you're concerned about the move in the ball, um, but look, the Colts have a pretty awful defense, but that doesn't seem to matter. So if this, as far as them scoring, points and still pulling off wins so I mean if this comes down to like some sort of who can score more points faster I mean I've, I've got to take the Colts in that if like it, it doesn't matter if the Ravens just run the ball and grind clock the whole game if it only takes a minute and a half for uh, Andrew Luck to drive down the field and score another touchdown I kind of got to take the Colts in this one I'm just saying like the two teams the Colts played with, with that were decent one was a really bad Eagles defense at home. They weren't. They, they didn't look that great. And I'm not saying that Andrew Luck's not a good quarterback as he is. I don't think he's, you know, able to beat the best teams with this god awful surrounding cast that he has. And I think Baltimore is right now one of the top five teams in the AFC. And I think they're contenders at least for getting to the AFC Championship game right now. I know I don't like to jump out the window after four games, but they're, uh, the, I think they're the real deal. I, I don't believe in the Colts. I'm just going to stay consistent with what I've been saying since the preseason. So, you know, I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I don't think I'll be wrong this week. All right, so next up we've got uh, the Austin Davis-led St. Louis Rams against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oof. This, uh, Worst pass bad. defense in the league, by the way. Yeah, this could be bad. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to imagine the Rams have the worst pass defense when they have such a great offensive uh, defensive line. But they wait, been... the Rams or the Eagles? The Eagles wait. have the Eagles. I'm pretty sure are, are, if not the worst, one of the worst uh, pass defense teams. I was going. I was. I didn't double check that stat. I was going off what you said. So who has the worst? Pass okay, defense? they're not the worst. They are the 23rd. So definitely not, uh, definitely not good. The worst is the the Jaguars. Oh yeah, I just picked up Ben. Anyway, I almost got into fantasy. Um, <laughs> wait, so the Rams are twenty third or the Eagles? The Eagles. Where are the Rams? Just, just the just, Rams are. Because we're not. There's not much to say in this. Third. Game. Yeah, that makes more sense. I'm about to say with that really good pass defense, uh, yeah. pass, pass rush, uh, pass. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Which really hasn't you know been that great, but still. I think they're just getting the ball out quick enough before Robert Quinn can get to the quarterback, and he did have to face Tyron Smith, probably the best left tackle in the game, who plays for the Cowboys, actually. Uh, week two kind of stifled him. Uh, I think the one thing the Rams haven't done well is stop the run. Um, this could be the breakout game for LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Philly's getting a little bit healthier on the offensive line. I don't know if McCoy's going to get a buck fifty, but I think he's going to get enough to where they're going to keep that defensive front honest and open up some passing lanes downfield. Nick Foles has got to be better. Um, I went back and watched that Niner game. He was he. I think he leads the league in overthrows, and 
there's a reason why, because he's not very accurate down the field. Uh, he missed Macklin a couple of times. Uh, uh, t- who's our tight end? Gosh, Tyler, not Tyler, Eric. That's the guy from Brent Bengals. Selleck? Are you talking no, about it's Zach. Hurts? Yeah. yeah, there we go. So we do a football <laughs> podcast. Can't name players. Wow. But uh, I think they have, Eagles have to start running the ball, take some pressure off him. Uh, this is the week that they get going a little bit with the running game. I don't, I don't know if it'll, it'll be sustainable through the whole season, but them needing the run, the Rams not stopping the run. Uh, and then the Rams' offense is just it's very mediocre. Uh, and, but against Philly, you'll find a way to score a little bit. So they'll, they'll put some points on the board, but uh, in the end, Philly should win pretty comfortably. 20, no, 34, 28. Uh, yeah, I think... I don't know. Like, Philadelphia against pass, not very good, but it's not like Austin Davis is going to light stuff up out there. So, uh, the Rams being the third worst in the league against the run, I think this is the week that LaShawn McCoy just goes nuts between him and Sproles. They get some real offense going, especially in Philly. Um, Got to take the Eagles in this one. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> so, next up, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Another another late comeback, Daniel? I'm sorry, what does that really reference? <laughs> Mike Glennon being a leader of men just driving down the field against that that vaunted Steelers defense last week. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was impressed with Mike Glennon. Let me tell you something. I heard a couple of podcasts and a couple of analysts say, oh, Mike Glennon only completed half of his passes. Listen, dummies, watch the games, okay? Stop looking at box scores, all right? I'm, t- I'm tired of the guys just looking at box scores and making opinions. He was purposely throwing deep a lot, and if you're you're completing fifty percent of your passes and you're throwing deep, that's good. Okay. If you're completing fifty percent of your passes and getting first downs on even a third of those, that's good. So yeah, it's not like I'm stat guy. Stats are important, but the context of the stats is also important. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to use stats with the proper context, it can it can really. Uh, detail how a game went. But if you're just like, oh, he had 300 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> okay, what happened, idiot? Did you watch? I'm sorry. I'm just going to go off on a tangent here. I'm going to calm down. <laughs> uh, Buck Saints. Yeah. yeah uh, this was a division preview. I guess because the NFC South is so terrible, it's still a pretty important game within the division. Yeah, both teams one and three. I mean, oof. They get the Saints when they get two and three, or the Bucks when they get the two and three. Um, depending on what Carolina and the Falcons do, this could be a three-way tie at top of the division. Everyone <laughs> three, so uh, pretty important game. I guess as a Buck fan, you must be really encouraged that finally that defensive line looked really good. Michael Johnson and Gerald McCoy, uh, you know, actually lived up to the back of their jerseys. Uh, I just I just can't see that. I'm just not ready to say the Saints are going to lose at home to the Bucks. They're a different team inside that dome. Everyone knows it. Uh, their backs against the wall, proverbial backs against the wall. And they they've got to come out here and make a statement, and I think they do. I I think they beat the brakes off the Bucks. I look for that defense to finally show up. By the way, uh, I I was about to say I completely agree um, <laughs> until Uh-oh. you mentioned the Saints defense. Uh, I think this game is all about the Saints. The Saints are. Like you said, completely different team at home. Drew Brees will probably look like Drew Brees, especially against the Bucs. Uh, I'm going to handily take the Saints here. Uh, the only thing I took offense to, like I said, is the, the Saints defense. Come on. 
I think I mean look they were fourth in the league last year. Um, so they added Jarius Bird. They supposed they were supposed to you know take that step to the top three, top two maybe. I mean they they can't be this bad. I mean they have faced some pretty great offenses: the Falcons in the dome, the Cowboys, uh, the, not not the Browns, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think they're going to get going. I think this is this is a team that can inspire some confidence uh, in that defensive unit. Uh, Mike Evans is not going to play this game, and he was a real factor last week against the Steelers. Kind of the resurgence of why the Bucks uh, played so well in that game. But I think you're being a little uh, dismissive of the I, talent of the Saints defense. I think you are. Uh, okay. Um Maybe a little bit of the talent, but my problem with the defense is more Rob Ryan just being not good. Did you see his goatee and hair is immaculate? <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that doesn't help stop touchdowns. I mean, like, unless the other quarterback is is just, like, getting constant delay of game calls because he's too busy staring over at uh, sexy Rob Ryan over there. When I look at his hair, facial hair, and his, his mane, I feel like I'm looking at the roof of the 16 Chapel. Nothing like it's like awe-inspiring. I just feel like the only reason he has a job is because his last name is Ryan. Oh, you stop it! Let's just go to the next game. I'm not doing it with your silliness. Ah, whatever. All right, so we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Only thing to say about this game is it looks like five percent of the nation picked the Jaguars, and ESPN picked skin pick them. Yeah, that's. Five and a half percent. That's madness. That's absolute madness. Uh, Steelers should beat the brakes off them. They're mad. They just lost at home. Uh, to the Bucks. To the Bucks. I just, I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jacksonville can't stop the pass, and this is another pretty good passing team coming in here. <laughs> so uh, Antonio Brown and company ought to run rough shot uh, this weekend. I'd look rough at Marcus shot. Wheaton. For a little fancy nuggets, a little Marcus Wheaton maybe this week. He could be good for a touchdown. I think the Jaguars going to roll coverage. Isn't he questionable with an ankle? Hmm? Isn't he questionable with an ankle or something? Ankle or knee? Is, or... is it a high ankle sprain or low ankle sprain? Because uh, either... Okay, we had this argument about Jamal Charles, which, by the way, and I was, was right. I right? But no, was I right? No, you were not. I said he wasn't going to play, and the girl said he, he was going to play. Okay, first of all, she is not the girl. That's super demeaning. Um... I said that there was a chance he could play, and there was a chance he could play. It was a game-time decision that he didn't play, and they said that it was just for precaution. He could have played. And he did played he play the, or did he not play? He did not play. He played the and next week. did I week. say was he going to play, or did I say no, he was not? No, you said there was zero chance he was going to play, which and was wrong. It didn't matter. He did not play. Oh. At the end of the day, he did not play. So the man and the girl who said I was wrong were wrong. I'm right. No, that's your. That's your <laughs> just no. Well, no. because I, because I can't talk to you because you are just convinced. Just convinced. Apparently, no. it's a groin with Marcus Wheaton. Ooh. Yeah. Is front groin or back groin? <laughs> it just says groin. <laughs> that's important. Left groin. Left. Did you groin. hear no. the Tim Hudson quote? I know we don't talk baseball. Did you hear the Tim Hudson quote about? Baseball is about what's dangling between your legs. <laughs> no, I did not. Good uh, I don't know if anybody's listening. Uh, just Google Tim Hudson quote playoffs. Some fat order of those words in that fashion. I don't know what I just said, but 
Google that and just have a, a nice hearty laugh and enjoy yourself. All right. If I didn't already say so, I'm also taking the Steelers because uh, I don't know if anybody else knows this. It's, uh, it's a pretty interesting stat. Uh, they're playing Jacksonville this week. So. <laughs> know that we <laughs> talked about baseball and I was demeaning towards women. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how much the Jaguars matter. So moving on, we've got the undefeated 3-0 and Arizona Cardinals powerhouse taking on the Denver Broncos. Oh, this is going to be such a great game. Yep. This is the fact of like two teams that are very headstrong about what they want to do and their styles kind of clash. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if one of the teams kind of bends its will in submission to the other. So Arizona loves to blitz and loves to play man coverage. And generally teams don't blitz Peyton Manning just because he's like a genius and uh, he'll know where to go exactly every time you're bringing that blitz against them. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they play this game. Uh, the game is a mile high. Denver's had two weeks to prepare for them. I know Peyton's not the best with two weeks to prepare history. Didn't Super Bowl burn. But uh, <laughs> I like Denver in this game. I think Monte Ball breaks out just because I think they'll catch them off guard a little bit. Even though Arizona's dominant against the run, they'll have to be worried about the pass enough. I, I can't see them singling up Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, Wes Walker, and Julian Thomas the whole game. That's that's ridiculous. They're going to get you eventually. Uh, Denver's got a good has a good defense, and they should be able to slow down uh, the Arizona boys a little bit. So Denver. Denver has a good passing defense. Denver has a terrible rushing de- defense. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. They played some good running back, so the numbers skewed a bit. Uh, but yeah, they're not. They haven't been very good against the run so far this year. Okay. I mean, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is tough to tackle. He's a big man. Now <laughs> Davis. He's been a surprise. Looks like the Chiefs may have found a little gym there. If they let Tread Richardson run all over them, then we had a problem. But our weekly Trent Richardson burn. <laughs> Your weekly, I not even worth mentioning for me. But uh... ouch, that's worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Broncos in this one too. Um, it was a little close for me, but there's a chance that even if Carson Palmer starts, Drew Stanton ends up going in. And I like Drew Stanton, but that Broncos defense is is pretty all right against the pass. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, that that Arizona defense pretty good, but there's there's no way they can cover all those all those Broncos receivers. There's uh, there's just too many guys, there's just too many options, and it's Peyton fucking Manning. So yeah, if they if they have to play zone defense, they're kind of doing something they're not very good at, you know. And sometimes when you put teams in positions where they're doing things they don't do well, they don't play well. So if they have to zone up a lot, and those linebackers are dropping in coverage, I just I can't see Arizona win this game at all. All right, next up we've got the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I went back. I don't know. In my life, I have a lot of Colin Kaepernick hate. <laughs> really? Not for me. I love Oh, him. okay. I was confused about, yeah, wow. No, just, a lot of people just downplay this guy and they love to beat up on him and oh he's not this and no he's not that so I'm, I've been watching Niner games at least two to three times a week and his offensive line last week listen up here was god awful I mean the I, I charted it 
I stopped charting after like 20 passes. He had like been hurried seven times, sack three. And I'm, I'm, then he'd like break out of a tackle and then run halfway. The guy was amazing. He's an amazing football player. And yes, he's not the best run through his progressions, but he doesn't have to be because he's so athletically superior to everyone around him. Um, how that plays into this game is I think the Chiefs are going to do a really good job on those uh, playmakers, quote-unquote, for the 49ers. I don't see Gore getting off. I thought that was a one-game uh, thing for him last week. I'm see, not... that's that's kind of where you and I differ. I think if they give him that many touches every week, uh, he's kind of around there. He's still... I'm I'm not ready to cash in on Frank Gore yet. I think he's I think he's still a player. I understand. I mean, you you have history. There's there's nothing wrong with taking that stance. It's not like I'm like you're not saying something that's crazy. I feel like I might be saying the one that's a little. People are looking like, well, this guy has a football podcast. The hell he knows. But, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. All I all I hear is people say Frank Gore's done. Start giving the ball to Carlos Hyde. Who other people are saying that besides me? Yeah, people. are People are loving this podcast. <laughs> You're influencing the world, Daniel. Thank you. I've I've tried. My mom always said I could. So. <laughs> but listen, seriously, like I think this will be a game where no one will show up but Colin Kaepernick and the Niners' defense. This will be a game that you'll watch and you'll wonder when going back on the tape and look at this game twice and how the hell did they beat this team? It's like the Eagle game last week. I watched it again. I was like, how the hell did they beat them? There's defensively and Colin Kaepernick. And that's their formula for success. And they'll find a way to win it. This They'll find a way to shut down Jamal Charles enough and Niles Davis won't be as effective and Dwayne Bowe will turn back into Dwayne Bowe. And they'll beat the Kansas City team. They'll be 3-2 and two, and then, you know, people can start hating on someone else besides Colin. Um, this one's a lot closer for me than I kind of thought it would be. The after after looking through the stats, some uh, the Chiefs are just one slot behind San Francisco in passing defense. They are pretty awful at rushing defense, but uh, I don't know. I I think if they can find ways to keep uh, Charles and Niall Davis both in the mix, I think that can help them. Like that sort of game plan could help them a lot against the the Niners defense. Which don't get me wrong is is pretty formidable. Um, it's it's tough for me, but I am gonna I am gonna take the Niners. But it's close, and I would not be shocked if the Chiefs managed to uh, to win here. Where are the Chiefs ranking uh, pass defense? Uh, eighth, like I said, just behind the number seven 49ers. Let's look at the four teams that the Chiefs have played: Tennessee at Denver. Granted. Ryan Tannehill and the Patriots. So you can make the case that while the past defense has been good, they've also played some pretty terrible quarterbacks. And, they, and their ranking may be a little bit of a mirage. You could say that. Okay. Well, who are the quarterbacks that uh, the 49ers have played? They've played Jay Cutler. Okay. They've played. Nick Foles. Okay. They play... Can't remember. Oh, Drew Stanton. Whoa, yep, yep. And, Tony, and Tony Romo. And Tony Romo, yes. So I would say that group is better than the group I... That. Okay, they played Tony Romo in week one. He was not very good. They played Jay, Gull- Jay Cutler in week two. He threw three touchdowns, but... Eh. 
uh, Drew Stanton in week three, which whatever week you played Drew Stanton, it doesn't matter. And then Nick Foles. So I think it's not like Tony Romo was Tony Romo week one. He wasn't, and you can't argue because you, you know it, you know it. I can't argue because I know it. Yeah. Come on. You were not all over Dallas at the start of the season. You were not. You were not. It's my reverse jinx. I do it every year. I'm listen. I'm, there is a point to be made, but for your, there's a case for what you're saying is right. But what I'm saying is, listen, they've played terrible quarterbacks. At least the Niners have played professional quarterbacks. That's all I'm saying. Getting a little liberal with the Dave Locker won't be in the league next year. <laughs> okay, who else? Um, Ryan Tannehill is holding on to his job, and Tom Brady's, you know. He's struggling. He's not Tom Brady anymore. Exactly. He, needs, he needs a different uh, name badge, new name on the back of his jersey. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, so we can move on to the last of the Sunday game, the Sunday afternoon games. Uh, we've got the New York Jets at the San Diego Chargers. Waka waka. Oh boy. <sighs> uh, for us Geno fans, this is uh, a. <laughs> oh, the, the booze last week. The booze. This may be our last week with old Gino here. Well, at least he won't get booed this week because it'll be in San Diego. <laughs> his his interceptions will be cheered. Yay. His underthrows will be cheered. Uh, how about when the how about when the receivers drop the ball? What that? That'll probably be cheered too. I'm just taking a wild guess here. <laughs> uh, this is this is it for the Jets. Uh, if they don't find a way to win this game. Uh, everything they've hoped for this season for the future may be blown up in smoke. You may see a new coaching staff. You may see a new quarterback. Because I don't see them somehow win, losing this game and going on to be very successful. Uh, what's their schedule? I got their schedule coming uh, up. Their schedule coming up is, let's see, after San Diego, they've got Denver, New England, Buffalo, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, by Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota. Yeah, it's it's a pretty unforgiving stretch coming up here. Denver, New England, Buffalo. Yeah, Even... say what you want about New England. They always find a way to beat the Jets, seemingly. Uh, I think they've won four out of the last five. So the, the Jet fan is a Geno supporter. I'm kind of hoping that they find a way to win this game, but they won't because, once again, that secondary is terrible, playing maybe the hottest quarterback in the NFL, Phillip Rivers, uh, a passing offense that doesn't really focus in on one receiver, kind of spreads the ball all around. Still 10th overall. Who? The Jets. Passing defense. Yeah, but that doesn't belie how bad that secondary is. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, their corners are just god awful. Yeah, I've said this every week. Yeah, just just watching them, you'll see like how bad those corners are. They routinely get beat. Uh, and they got to play small, quick guys. Those sometimes are the worst guys to play when you don't have good technique as a corner. It's a little easier to to run with a six four guy who just doesn't who's not really quick with his hips and gets inside you and outside you that fast. So I, I can see Phillip throwing about four hundred yards in this game, especially since they're not going to there's no even need to try to run the ball with Donald Brown against the Jets front seven. Yeah, uh, they're so. they're already thirty first in the league in rushing offense, San Diego is they're pretty bad. So if I mean, what the Jets need to do to even have a shot at winning this is just just pound the ball. Just Chris Ivory all day. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I got to take the Chargers here. Uh, I, I, I thought you had more. Sorry. No, that, I, that was it. I was sad. I was okay. just thinking. I'm sad. You know, <laughs> I liked you though. Know, I do like, too. I uh, before the season started, he was he was one of my guys that's going to get better this year and finally take a step forward. And <laughs> boy, did he prove me wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we can move on to the Sunday night game. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals against the New England Patriots. Poor Patriots. This is going to be back-to-back weeks. They're going to get embarrassed on national television. And if we thought the panic was rampant after last week, it will be only uh, ramped up, I don't know, tenfold this week. When they uh, lose to the Red Rocket? The Red Rocket has no impact on this game. <laughs> he is a, he is a inconsequential quarterback. Just no offense, he is. Wow, they're, they're 11th in passing yards. <sighs> I'm just throwing stats at you now because I know it, it pisses you off. This is you He does nothing. Like They run the ball 50 times a game. They blitz the hell out of quarterbacks. You know, what he does is uh, there's going to be a point where he's going to need to do something and he'll fail, of course, because he's Andy Dalton. But in the regular season, especially against a bad defensive offensive team like the Patriots, they're going to be pretty conservative offense and not let him choke the game away. You, uh, I, no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to uh, – do you know how many passing touchdowns Andy Dalton oh, has this year? Oh, God. Four. Two. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Franchise quarterback, right there. Yeah, Muhammad um, Sanu has has almost as many touchdowns as Andy Dalton. I keep telling you, he's thrown yeah. the best two passes this year on that team. He has, he really has. Uh, seriously, but not seriously. <laughs> uh, I can't see them, the Patriots, excuse me, moving the ball at all this week. Uh, I'd be shocked if they got more than ten points. Uh, I just saw what the foul what the Bengals did to the Falcons receiving core and that terrible offensive line. And now they get to feast on Julian Edelman and whoever the Patriots coaches aren't mad at this week on the other side. Yeah. The Bengals defense is pretty much the definition of mediocre stats wise, uh, 15th against the pass, 17th against the run, but new England's just, I mean, we've talked about it every week, struggling on offense 30th in passing yards, led by Tom Brady, 30th in passing yards. I mean, come on. But, that, but that's where stats don't make sense because you say Bengals are mediocre when the numbers show, but when you watch them, it is ridiculous how nasty they are. Like, I can't tell you how many times. Like, a lot of the Matt Ryan stuff was late in the game. They stopped blitzing. They piled up yards. They're kind of just like, eh, all right, you can have this stuff. We're up 33 to 10. You know, well, they just – Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is remember – 10 minutes ago when we mentioned context, I, I did say that those are, that's yardage. Cause I mean, they've given up 16, 10 and seven points. That's, that's pretty low totals. That's pretty good defense. They've given up yardage, but they haven't given up the points that matter. Yeah. And when they shut down the Falcons, like they did that, that opened my eyes to them because I mean, you can do it to the Titans and Flacco, but to do that to the Falcons, like at least that team scores. And they had no shot that game. I think one point, Matty Ice had about 66 yards passing in the third quarter. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> Who did I pick in this game? Patriots. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, after all that, if you don't take the Bengals, that's... That's be... called the Mike Wilbon, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the technique is called. Kill one team, but still pick them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals in this one, too. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go crazy and say... Uh, Andy Dalton doubles his his touchdowns for the year and throws for two in this game. Is that crazy? Ooh. Especially against this Patriots defense. I I don't know. It'll be interesting. Little, yeah, little side bet there. Little AJ Green, Darrell Revis. I wonder if they put Brandon. They probably won't put Brandon Browner on him. He's coming back this week. They, yeah, 
that would be interesting. Out, you know, Rebus hasn't played that well, according to like what we expect from him. So this, it'd be interesting to see if they have him shadow AJ Green in that individual matchup. That's something just to watch on on film. I'm a film guru now. I can say it. Like <laughs> laying all bet, laying in bed all day watching NFL Rewind and taking notes. I'm not sure if that makes you a film guru, but all right. or an obsessive fan. But yeah. <laughs> An excessive fan who does a podcast twice a week. Um, so let's move on to the last the last game of Week 5, the Monday night game, the Seattle Seahawks at the Washington Redskins. Can, can, we, just, can we just both take the Seahawks? Is there anything to say about this game? How much time is in this podcast? We can like talk about something else. Uh, the Knicks? <laughs> Spend the rest of our time talking about the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, we're going pretty short this week, I guess. We've only got uh, about 44 minutes so far. That's good. That's enough time to talk about other things. Oh, uh, yeah. See, <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> listen. Uh, Kirk Cousins' reality check tour will continue this week. Um, <laughs> what am I going to say here that no one says so someone does not know about this game? Like, don't start Pierre Garçon. Don't start Deshaun Jackson. Uh, start Alfred Morris. That's it. They're going to eat this team up. This is, it's in Seattle, right? Or in Washington? Uh, it's in Washington. Oh, so they'll score. They'll score. Like, six. <laughs> wow. Um, interesting to me, anyway, uh, stat. Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins have the same amount of touchdown passes, but Kirk Cousins has 300 more passing yards. And has played way less games. The definition of why stats don't mean shit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Just right there. <laughs> that's just crazy to me. I mean, what do you think, Kirk Cousins? How many yards are you going to throw for? Under two uh, hundred? Uh, yeah. That that's the game. It doesn't matter. The I, I mean, it, lose this game if Kirk Cousins throws more than two hundred yards passing. They should just like, ah, oh, we lost. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Seattle's Seattle's passing defense yardage wise is nineteenth. Um, I the only game of theirs I saw was the Green Bay game where they did pretty well against the pass. I don't know how they did against San Diego or Denver. Um, San Diego ate them up, and Denver got passes late, got points late. So I mean, I guess I guess there's a chance that Kirk Cousins goes over two hundred, but uh, I don't know. Just I I'm not a fan of the Washington wide receivers, and I'd like to have faith in Kirk Cousins, but. I like the wide receivers. I just don't think Kirk Cousins is the quarterback that should be throwing to them. <laughs> Who? Kirk Cousins I mean, in a boot? Or, sorry, uh, Robert Griffin in a boot? I mean, Mohamed Sanu, make the trade? Right now? <laughs> Kirk Cousins in the first rounder? <laughs> <laughs> For Mohamed Sanu. Oh, that would be the greatest day of my life. Uh, I guess it's Inter Washington's such a crazy team. I mean,. I thought they were a really good defensive team after they played well against Houston and then Jacksonville. And after that, I thought they had a real chance to like be a dominant force. But after watching what the Eagles and the Giants did to them... I mean, uh, they, they hung in there kind of against Philly. I mean, 37-34, you know? I'm talking about defensively, though. Oh, okay. they were terrible. No. I mean, they stopped the run, but... The secondary was getting eaten up, and now they're now no D'Angelo Hall, as we mentioned, and now EJ Biggers is back there. And, I know, know. How sad is that when you're saying no D'Angelo Hall, and that's like, like, that's their number one corner, D'Angelo Hall. 
Really? He's been, he's been an 84 in Madden for like seven years. That's ridiculous. He's an 84 overall. <laughs> he's No, he's not. What would you rate D'Angelo Hall if you were doing Madden ratings? 79, maybe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 79. That's, that sounds about right to me. Poor Redskins fans. Yep. Wow. That's week five. What are they going to do? I mean, where do they go from? <laughs> the Redskins? Uh, I think they end the season 3-13. and 13. Um, do, they, do they destroy and rebuild it? That's what I mean. Like, Do they like yeah. start completely over? I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a halfway decent chance that uh, RG3 plays for a different team next year. Um. And if I mean if they go that route, they gotta they gotta blow it up because Kirk Cousins is not not the guy. I don't. You can give him a whole off season; he's not going to look that much different than he does now. I don't think. What team out there you think RG three would be the best fit on next season? Oh. Hmm. Let's say the. Uh, What's well, my my first my first instinct was the Jets because they clearly need a new quarterback. But I thought Jets as well. Yeah, I thought uh, I don't know Jets or Bucks maybe. You know who else really needs a franchise quarterback is the Rams. I was thinking Rams as well. Yeah. Ironically, the Rams passed on RG three because they had the immortal um, Sam Bradford. <laughs> the immortal but constantly sidelined Sam Bradford. He never yeah, dies. Think, he just snaps in half. I don't think they can trade. Go from one injury-prone quarterback to another injury-prone quarterback. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't I didn't you know pick him early or anything. Man, he could be all right on the Jets. I think. Yeah, you know? he, he could. I think he could be pretty good on the Jets. Maybe on Buffalo too. Well, I don't know that that cold, that bitter Buffalo winter, nah. little bones. Come on. I think he'd get broken in half in Buffalo, like just going to his car. Like, is is the temperature difference really that big between Buffalo and? wherever the hell the Jets are? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Buffalo winters are hell. Like, hell. Like, I mean, like how I cold and how much snow? I lived in Buffalo for six months. Um, I got there in the fall, left after the winter. I was not going through that again. <laughs> and routinely, I'd say it was either between zero degrees and 20 degrees, and it snowed almost every single day I was there. Like, And not like little snowstorms, like huge snowstorms, to the point to where like we didn't even like, like shovel the driveway once a week because it just got annoying to shovel it every single day. Like you'd start the car, wait, go in the house, start the car, then come back out in 20 minutes. Okay, you remember where I'm from, right? I don't know where you're from because you hate the Tigers, you hate the Lions. <laughs> I don't hate the Lions. Remember, yes, you didn't you didn't understand my love for the Lions two weeks ago when I said that they if they were in the AFC they'd be my favorite AFC team. You have you're passive aggressive about the Lions. <laughs> I don't know where you're from. I'm I'm from the UP. I'm from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, where it is winter eight months of the year and it snows every day, and they get on average over 300 inches of snow a year. Do you think Robert Griffin could play football up there? Oh God, no. So that's what I'm saying. He can't play football <laughs> in the cold. This is about what's what's colder. All right. Well, I mean, I was just thinking about the teams. The you know, I think I think he needs a team with a decent defense. Let's help, help him out. You know, let's help quarterbacks out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Week five, eh? Yeah, that was week five, man. When we well, spent the last ten minutes talking about hypothetically where RG three could go next year. <laughs> well, let's talk about Washington. Yeah, I mean there is, but against Seattle, come on. This, yeah, the gonna... only yeah the only thing to talk about Washington this week is uh, next year. That's the only thing to talk about for the for Washington right now. These would be famous last words if they somehow pull the upset. Can, yeah, I was gonna, can you imagine like a forty nine three win over the Seahawks? Like Kirk Cousins just goes nuts. I, if Kirk Cousins gets forty nine and three, we'll all have Ebola <laughs> by Tuesday. It's it's like the third sign of the end of the world. <laughs> All right, yeah, that was week five uh, for the sports id NFL. I'm Drew. I'm Daniel, and that's the bottom line. You see what I did there? I put the rock and stone cold together. What the? I I guess I don't know. I thought you were just taking a chance to catch your breath. That's me smelling what's cooking. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> wow, this is just falling apart. Thanks for listening. <laughs>